Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about the Blackhawks, go over some NHL news. Um, you know, Corey Perry, uh, there is some, you know, free agent talk that we want to talk about and the, uh, the uh, past few Blackhawks games. So to start it out, uh, Blackhawks, how many games did they play? One or two? Two. Two? Two. Two games. One, they got completely blown out by the uh, Blue Jackets. I want to talk about Fantilli a little bit. And another one, they played Toronto and won that one. So, but first off, Taylor Hall is out for an, uh, out for the season with an ACL injury, which is really disheartening because this was supposed to be a season where he can kind of get back. He's playing on the first line with uh, Connor Bedard. You know, give him an opportunity to get out there, get some assists and some goals. But to be honest with you, man, I didn't see the chemistry between them two while he was playing. D- did you? No, no. I think that's why he's kind of been switching up a little bit. And yeah, it's it sucks that he's out for the year, but it seems like he's always hurt, dude. I, I feel like he goes to every franchise he's been to. He's always getting hurt. It's kind of like Havlat Jr. type of thing. And it sucks because he was an MVP in this league. So, I mean, Which, it sucks. Yeah. Hopefully he heals up and ready for next season. I think what really sucks, man, is that it's like, okay, let's, why don't we do like a full body scan of this guy, see what's wrong, and let's get it fixed and see, you know, uh, if he can, you know, redo his, resurrect his career a little bit. I, I feel like that they showed like where he fell. I think it was against Tampa or, uh-huh. or the Panthers. He had a weird fall. And he ended up coming back, and then he ended up saying, okay, I can't finish. And then I think he missed two games, came back. It's like, dude, if you think you're hurt, why are you even attempting it? And then right. Richardson ended up saying, yeah, it was a couple of, like, multiple injuries kind of snowballed and kind of made his knee just give out, and and that was it for him. And I feel like I, I thought the NHL was really cautious with, especially with him. He's had histories of injury. And right. I think they made it worse. And you know, we're not really expecting to do much this season. It's kind of, kind of stupid to do. And you know, I thought they they should have played that a little bit better and made sure he was completely one hundred percent before coming back. It's not like we're like in the playoff hunt right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it would be a good, probably a good opportunity to just uh, you know kind of let him heal up. Yeah, well, it, what do I, I know? know? But I know it's it's weird. Some guys were they're crazy with you know like what was an Eichel's thing? They were yeah. really cautious with him. And look, he's a hundred percent. The dude wins the Stanley Cup, and, and he was a huge factor he's having in a that good season that this cup year run. too. Yeah, he's he having is. a really good season, and he's a favorite over there in Vegas. And look at Vegas; they're on top again. That division's not that great, but still, I mean, he's a huge part of that team. And that's what happens when, you know, you heal up and you're ready to rock. The guy's 100%. He's playing awesome. Yeah, and with that, he's actually changed the, you know, the dynamic in, in Vegas because we were saying their window was closing. You know, it, it was looking really bad. You, um, you know, they had a, you know, Mark Stone couldn't stay healthy. Still can't. Yeah. He still can't yeah. stay healthy. He's another one, man. Dude's always, um, he's always hurt. Uh, but... He, uh, he's changed the dynamic there. They probably saw that. They're like, who knows how long Mark Stone's going to be able to hold up. We might as well get another guy, you know, like the guy here because Eichel is, I mean, he's essentially the guy there, isn't he's he? He's a superstar there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, he really changed the dynamic there. But back to, you know, Taylor Hall, it's really unfortunate that he's out. 
Uh, but we'll see if maybe the Hawks re-sign him for another contract next year. Well, we have uh, depending him. on one more year, right? I think I thought it was I thought it was a one year deal. No, it was we we traded for him and he came with a two year deal. So oh, we'll okay. have him next season, which is good. At least we have somebody like with you know that's been a, he's, he's a veteran. He could put up points. But again, he 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 needs guys to play with. I think Bedard and him didn't really click. I still would like to see Bedard and Tyler Johnson give it a go. I thought, I think they played like yeah. one shift together and upon the power play, those two are making some great passes to each other. And I, I just think Bedard needs a guy that'll give him space. I think Bedard is clearly the shooter that we haven't had since freaking Jeremy Roenick, maybe Tony Amani days. This guy shoots, and we need a guy that thinks that. Yesterday meaning uh, the, the game they played against the, the Maple Leafs, th- that line was pissing me off. The Kurashev and uh, I think Reichel, Reichel was the center. Yeah. Those guys, it, they had opportunities. The first passes they made, that guy who got the puck second, clearly he could have shot and would have yeah. been a great scoring chance. They made that extra pass, extra pass, and it's like we have too many pass-first guys. And I don't yeah. even know what Bedard was thinking at times. It's like, dude. Shoot the puck. Your yeah. your shots like elite, dude. Shoot it. And yeah. I just I, I think Connor needs a guy like Tyler Johnson, who's a pass first guy, and maybe we can acquire somebody next se- next season free agency. Hey, maybe the Hawks make a trade offer to Willie Nylander. Who knows? I don't know, but he needs somebody that is gonna get him the puck and create space for him. But that should be Reichel, man. He he's a pass he, first guy. He did look very good yesterday. He looked fast, really fast, yeah, going he did. through like the middle. Uh just you know, it wasn't working, but they, they were making a lot of dumb drop passes to each other and just passes right across the ice and the Leafs were all over it at times. And I'm just we need someone to shoot the puck. We need to shoot the puck. You guys are I would do you consider them the first line? Any line with Bedard is probably the first line. So yeah, I was just gonna say that. I just yeah. don't know what these guys are pushing with Kershev. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? He's got a point. He's a point per game guy right now. Yeah, and he does and pass he's, well, but I feel I he just does. Don't know. I don't know what he should have. I I know exactly what you're talking about. The play that you were talking about yesterday, Reichel had a nice pass to him. It was like to like the right circle, and he like waited for a second and didn't shoot. If he would have one time that man, yeah, there, there was a good chance that could have went in. I think it was the third period. No, it was, was the first period. Okay. Okay. Well, there was a lot of chances. They, they were buzzing a little bit. You know, I, I feel like the Hawks in the second period, last five minutes, they were all over the Leafs. Every line yeah. was, it was, it was back and forth for a while. It was really good hockey. And then unfortunately they ran out of time in the period. It's like, damn, hopefully that didn't kill the momentum. And you know what? Getting that goal in the first, you know, first minute of the third, the Hawks just, you know, held the held their foot on the gas pedal, and it was it was so entertaining. It was pretty chippy. It was it was back and forth, good hockey. There were some good saves by Soderblom, and it, it was awesome. That was the best game I've seen all season from the Hawks. I want to tell you one guy I did not know. I saw him once, and I didn't see him the rest of the game. Not that he wasn't playing. It was um, Mitch Marner. You you know what man you're right and I seen him on the penalty kill a couple times. He and he because didn't, apparently yeah. apparently he's a selkie player now. I guess so, but you know what? I did see one good play from him, and I think it was in the third period. He was behind the goal line, and he just was super patient with the puck. He was kind of 
bringing it back towards the top of the or the middle of the circles, and he gave Matthews a perfect pass. Matthews was stopped by Soderblom. Huge save. But that was the only time I seen Mitch Marner actually do something yesterday. And same yeah. with Matthews. He was kind of quiet. He was losing a lot of faceoffs to Bedard, I thought, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, I saw him skating with the puck a few times, but you know what? He wasn't getting any lanes for uh, to get shots on that. Yeah, they were really physical on him yesterday, and they were the Hawks were pretty physical on Ryan Reeves too, which I was surprised. I mean, he was still kind of standing up his checks, but sure, Isaac Phillips wasn't. He wasn't afraid of him. He was going right he after. He wasn't him. backing down uh, at all, dude. I, I was like, I liked Holy it. Smoke. And then Ryan Donato, I think, came in and gave him a nice hit. Yeah. The winger coming down to help his defenseman out. Connor Murphy was getting credit for putting a body on him, but he wasn't really doing much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with that. I was also impressed with uh, Max Domi. I mean, he he yeah. had a pretty good game yesterday against his former team. He had two assists yesterday, and I don't think he scored a goal yet, but he's got like eleven assists, which is not bad for him, dude. Yeah, I noticed that um, that hit on Donato. You know what's his name? Connor Murphy didn't have a bad game yesterday. Nah, no, you he, know he, sometimes he he's tripping over himself and stuff. You know, but he actually um, he looked pretty solid yesterday. Yeah, I got I give him credit. I mean he he's doing what he's supposed to do. He was uh, physical and you know wasn't really he he gets caught watching a lot. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and yesterday he he was kind of active. He was he was all over the guys behind the net. He was putting a body on them, and he was he was blocking shots and doing what he's supposed to do. But you know, I I still think this is a guy that the Hawks need to move on from next year. And I don't know, I don't get the whole Korchinski, Connor Murphy pairing. I'm not sure. I I, I think. Korch needs to be that puck mover kid. Like, he looked really good in OT yesterday. Really confident mm-hmm. moving the puck. He kind of needs somebody more responsible back there. I don't think we have the guy. Maybe they think Connor Murphy's the most responsible guy. But, I mean, you can't put him with Seth Jones because that'll be a nightmare, you know. But No, Wyatt Kaiser's been playing with him. Yeah, you know what? I think Wyatt Kaiser and Korchinski would make a great pair. But, you know, most coaches are afraid to put two young rookies out there against, you know, right. like a playoff team like the Leafs or any team in the NHL. But I would like to see that experiment one day. I thought Wyatt Kaiser had some pretty good pretty good moments yesterday too. And um Vlasic looked really good. That dude is a monster. Skating he coast is. to coast a couple times. I couldn't believe yeah. Darren Pang. Panger was going crazy over this guy. He goes, man, he's having a great game. Holy jumping. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, actually, Vlasic has actually been playing on the Seth Jones line. And pairing, so it's okay. been Vlasic and Seth Jones. And then that second pairing of Korchinski and, uh, and Connor Murphy. Um, if Connor Murphy can p- play the way that he did yesterday, I can see that working while giving Korchinski an, an opportunity to skate and to move the puck because obviously he's very good at it. Um, and actually that'll be good for his development as well. And if they do want to move on from Connor Murphy, it gives Nolan Allen an opportunity to kind of just slide in there. Ooh, I'd love so, to see um, that. I would love to see that this season at some point. Even even Isaac Phillips, man, you know, they can have Isaac Phillips be that third third line pairing or that second line pairing with Korchinski. Um but I don't know if you noticed this, but the Blackhawks moved. They took our recommendation. They moved Seth Jones off of that first power play unit onto the second one, and they put Korchinski on it. And you know what? They were moving the puck around a lot better with him on there. 
well, yeah, I, I, Seth Jones is like, for some reason, on that power play, he feels like he has to shoot, and the puck goes like an inch over the ice. Like his shot yeah. has no, he had, does not elevate the puck at all. And, yeah. you know, it, usually it's 100, 99% of the time is blocked or he misses it. But yeah, it, he's not a bad player, Seth. But Or like, he can't keep the puck in the zone. He, I, he's, having, he's having a hard time with, you know, possessing the puck. I think he. He he has tr- the pucks bouncing on him a lot, and he's he's just he just doesn't look confident like he used to, and especially in Columbus that last two seasons, man, he was one of the best defensemen in the league, and I just don't know since he's been here. It oh last year, you know, there wasn't many, you know, not much talent to play with and everything, but he's got some pretty talented kids now to play with, and I feel like he's just every time he gets it, I'm nervous. You know, I'm nervous. Yeah, he's I am screw too. Up or it turn the puck over or try to tee one up in overtime with a guy <laughs> right behind you and you give Willie Nylander a break. Thank God for the post, you know, but right. that's just like stuff. Like as a veteran, you got to be aware of that stuff. And I can't believe he would try to attempt something like that. Or he doesn't know someone's behind him. You know, like when you're slowing right. down, trying to tee one up, it's like that guy's going to lift your stick up and go the other way, dude. And that's what happened. Right. So we got to talk about the elephant in the room. That's Corey Perry. You know, the other night it was, you know, kind of out of nowhere. A lot of people are talking about it. I was kind of, I was kind of wondering if he was injured because he wasn't playing. And then word got out the next day when Richardson was uh, talking to the, talking to the press saying that uh, Corey Perry wasn't healthy scratch the night, the prior night for Columbus and that he is not practicing with the team right now. Now, he didn't play Friday either, and I think there was a um, there there was a, a comment by his agent essentially saying what the Blackhawks did that you know that there's they can't comment on it you know there's something personal going on with with Corey Perry the team agreed that he should he should take some time away from the ice and um, I'm really curious to what it is not to get in his business or anything just to know like just want to know like is he healthy is he okay. You know, has he gotten some some scary health news or something or or what have you? But if it has something to do with his family, you know, obviously he deserves his privacy. But it's just a little, uh, you know, just out of nowhere. You know, one day, you know, he's the third uh, highest scoring player on the team and then he's a healthy scratch. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I, I see what the media, uh, the media clowns are doing. They're they're asking questions and trying to get stuff ruled out. I don't know if you've noticed it. They'll be like, "Is he going to get traded?" And you know, they're Davidson. Right. You could tell is getting annoyed. He's like, "That'd be very irresponsible of me to comment on something like that." So they're saying, "Is he hurt?" You know, there is he. What's going on? Did he did he have an altercation with a teammate or? And right. you, you don't know. So I mean, I I hope it's nothing health wise. With you know, I know he's got you know, a bunch of kids and a wife, obviously. I, I hope it's not something like that. But, um, you know, it, it, they have to respect the wishes of, of him and his agent said that he, he wants privacy and he deserves it. So, I mean, sure, it's until we... And it, it, the thing is, with the whole thing that happened last season with Kyle Beach, obviously the, the media is going to try to say, oh, the Hawks aren't being honest again. They're trying to hide more stuff. And... I think yeah. this is a lot different. You know, I think this is I mean it could be a it could be a um 
you know, like a, uh, a collective bargaining agreement thing where, yeah. you know, even though that they want to, they can't say anything because uh, by, yeah. Yeah, by, their, by, by their rights. Yeah. You know, he's got nine points in how many games here? Um, 16 games. 16 games, he's got nine points, four goals, five assists. Uh, that's pretty awesome, really man. Really good on the power play. Very good. Smart player. Big body too, six three two zero eight. You know he's been doing. Um, he's been out there, man. He he puts the body out there a little bit. He's a big size. You know he's a a locker room guy, and uh, it seems that uh, you know a big locker room presence. And he's uh, he's missed right now, which pro- which goes to also show that you know people are really curious of like what's going on. I'm sure we're gonna hear about it soon, and hopefully it's not you know God forbid like a an altercation with a teammate or even some a family member or something that involves, you know, the law or something. But I, right now we just got to be patient and wait, I guess uh, it sucks because like, like you said, he's been a good player for the Hawks and I, I've, he's been really entertaining to watch too. I mean, I've always, I've, you know, I've always hated him because he's been <laughs> such a, he's always good against the Blackhawks. He used to kill the Hawks with the Ducks. Yeah. I think he played with Dallas a couple seasons and he was good. So, I, I mean, I hope they figure it out soon and he's back on the ice. So, um, the Blackhawks played the the Blue Jackets on Thursday night. And that was, was that Thursday night or Wednesday night? Um, I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night. They played the Blue Jackets. They lost 7-3. to three. It was not pretty. Um, it was crazy, man, because I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, it didn't look like... Um, like the the guys were in it. it, you know, it seemed like something was off, man. Something was, something was wrong, and Very I weird. wonder if yeah. if if the news about Corey Perry threw everything off for the game. I'm not looking to make excuses. Yeah, you well, know, just trying to say like, wonder what ha- what 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 happened that day. That team has had a hard time this season. They, I think they were on a five game losing streak. Before they yeah. ran into the Hawks, and uh, Patrick Laine was a healthy scratch, first time in his career, and that was right. the big story. Like, this guy is one of their best guys, one of the best shooters in the league. He's a healthy scratch. He was embarrassed, obviously, and Johnny Hockey hasn't been that good. You know, they got Adam Fantelli coming in, and he's actually he having a decent season. He's got ten points this season, and you know, I think he scored against the Hawks once. Bedard, once Bedard got his goal, Adam Fantelli was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on there. Get on the board. Too. Yeah, the, I think he's got nine goals. Fantelli has four. He does. Yeah, he's got. Or it might be nine points. Then he's got ten points. Yeah, okay. he's got four goals, six assists. But that team, I've been listening to a lot of NHL radio. A lot of people have been saying that that team, it, it's like they call it a country club atmosphere. Like guys were just kind of too comfortable at times like even with losing they they would still be hey you know what i'm still getting my my checks i'm playing hockey i'm playing in the league and they're trying to change that now where it's oh. they're trying to they're, they're trying to make people you know hungry you know be uncomfortable and hungry you can't teach that man no you can't and i think they're saying with the whole patrick line getting scratched i think that's insane i mean he's one of your best players you're not really sending a message if anything you're pissing the guy off so, I mean, it's like a John Davidson is the president, and I know uh, Yarko is the um, the GM, and I think that's just uh, that's something that it's their fault. They they kind of went extreme to get a change, and 
good for them. They responded against the Hawks. I mean, they're not that good of a team this year. So it was probably good timing for them to run into the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, they were on a nine-game losing streak, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think points, no points in five or something, whatever it was, but they were not playing well at all, and Johnny Hockey is... Hasn't been Johnny Hockey from the Flames, and that was kind of oh, predictable. Oh no, not at all. Kind of Even predictable. Last year. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And, but they beat the Blackhawks and they beat the Devils um, the, the other day. Yeah, Devils are. I I think they're they're hurting bad without their superstar. They need to get Hughes back, and I think he was. They were they were trying to get him back early, and there there was reports he might be going soon. And uh, same with the the Rangers. Uh, they they're getting skating again from Adam Fox. So. A lot of these key players are starting to come back, which is good. Speaking of the Rangers, they won today seven to four or seven to three. Against the Bruins, right? Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a statement game for them. Big time playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes you wonder if, like, you know, these guys are like, all right, you know, we're, you know, they're fifteen and three, man. They've got thirty one points. They're playing really, really well. So, um, they're a good team to. to, to get behind right now, Lafreniere had a had a shootout goal for the Rangers. Um, I think it was a couple. Yeah. It was, uh, oh yeah, versus he's the Blue been, Jackets. He's been good this season. He's been very good. I think the coaching change really helped him. Yeah, Peter he Lobby needed a he needed a big things. change. Yeah, jumping back to uh, Patrick Bernard, Laine, though, dude, he's only got three goals this year and one assist. And wow. they signed him to an extension as soon as they got Johnny Hockey. He was so. Pumped for this, and he said, "I want to stay." I think they gave him a four-year extension, and yeah, I mean, I could see him getting scratched because of that, but I mean, that's like the Hawks scratching, I guess you could say, Taylor Hall. You know, this this guy's—he's still good. You know, he should be out there. I think it's more of something you just got to give him a bag skate at practice or something to shake out the rust and piss these guys off and make them make them hungry again. You know. But like I said, they're very lucky they ran into the Hawks, and they had it. What was it, seven to one, or was it more? Seven to three, I believe. Let me look that up. Hold it was on a bad. Second. It was bad either way for the Hawks. It wasn't Bedard, pretty. Bedard got seven his tenth three. goal. He was uh, yeah, one of the he's that was a beauty too. One of the youngest players to get to ten fastest. I think. I think he's on the top ten list or whatever. At he's on pace for fifty. Dude, I I think he's gonna get forty. I think if he keeps shooting really? the puck, he's gonna get forty. Yeah, yeah. They say he's on pace for fifty, and the youngest. Uh, they say the youngest players at eighteen years old goals is uh, the most is Gretzky with fifty one. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> what did Tamu get that year? He won Rookie of the Year. The Duck Hunt. Goal. I don't think he was. I don't think he was eighteen though. Oh, so he was. I think he got like seventy two goals as a. I, th- I seventy-seven. Seventy. Oh, his rookie year, he had seventy-seven. Man, and I'll he confirm, was good but the I'm end, pretty dude. positive he was good till his forties. Great player, Timo Solani. Let me look that up. The famous duck hunt stats. Goal. Winnipeg Jets. Man, he's good, man. He got seventy-six. Sorry, seventy-six wow. goals, a hundred and thirty-two points as a freaking rookie. So if as he did rookie, that yeah. today. He's his eight hundred fifty thousand after year three would turn into twelve thirteen million a year. That's how insane million. that is. I'm I'm calling it right now. Connor Bedard's next contract is going to be a fifteen million dollar a year deal. You think so? Yes. Man, 
I don't know. I think 15. he's going to get, I'm going to say 10. I think okay. he's going to get 10 million for eight years. He's going to get 80 mil. He's going to get a crazy signing bonus. And he'll get like, obviously the playoff performance bonuses. And if say he gets 50 goals, he gets an extra three, 3 million, whatever. And I think he'll get, <laughs> he'll get all of it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be like a blockbuster contract. Um, I think that he's going to have, um, I think he's going to have a few really good seasons and uh, he's going to say, it's time to show me the money because the Blackhawks are making an absolute shit ton of money off of him right now. Oh, yeah. And, you know what? Uh, it looks, the United Center looks good. I mean, yesterday's yeah. crowd looked good. They were screaming. And, and they're not good, but they're they're waiting. the The fans are patient, and they know, hey, it's going to be worth it when this kid's got a core around him, good team. And it, it, the United Center looked like it was rocking yesterday, early one o'clock game. I love those games. Uh, it, I, I'm predicting Connor Bedard, eight year, hundred hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Damn, dude. I, I'm I'm going 80 million his first or his second 80 contract million? 80 million yeah. yeah and then he'll probably get another one he'll probably get the reason it. behind it is that he's also like you know when Taves and Kane came in it wasn't like they were we we knew that they were going to be good but it wasn't like when with the hype with like Sidney Crosby you know he came in and he was Sid the kid and he came right in and made a huge difference and he's like the the um the franchise player when Bedard coming in, he's highly, um, highly advertised. He is as advertised and he's going to get paid like a superstar, man. Well, don't forget Sid, his first season was brutal. Not, not him yeah. individually. That team sucked. It's kind it of did. like what's going on with the Hawks. I think if these young guys are ahead of schedule and can jump in like they, the Penguins did, I think they're going to be very similar to the Penguins. The, yeah. Of like 20, what would it be, like 2007, 2008-ish? I think the Peng or the Hawks could be kind of like them. Because they got their superstar Sid. We need to find our, I guess you could say, we need to find our Malkin next. And then, you know, you got your Chris Letang. Maybe that's Korchinski. And obviously, Flurry was the goaltender at the time. I don't know if Soderblom's the guy, but dude, he looked really good yesterday. He looked good. He looked really good. Yeah, he did. He looked composed in net. Uh, when there were skirmishes, he seemed to be involved. That he didn't lose the puck. He was moving well, pipe to pipe. Um, he, he looked uh, he looked really solid, man. He seems to be getting better and better as time is going on, and I think that's what the purpose of Peter Morazic is to to give him that break. So when he is playing, he's engaged, and maybe by the end of the season, he's hungry and he's like, you know what, I wanna I wanna take the reins on this, and they bring him yep. up and see how Drew Camesso is doing down in Rockford because he's going to need a couple seasons down there. Do you remember when we won the cup? 2010. It was, we lost Niemi to the Sharks. Uh, we kept, I think we tried to move on from Huey. And I think we actually loaned him to like a Swiss team. So yeah, and he never came back. We signed, we signed uh, Marty Turco. We called up Crawford. It's kind of like the same thing. Turco mm. uh, was there to you know, probably get more starts, but Crawford just played so well, and he ended up taking that net. It's kind of very yeah. similar to this. I'm not saying Mrazek's Marty Turco because he's not. Marty Turco was a way better goalie at the time, or at, at this kind of time lapse, I guess you could say. But uh, 
Yeah, it, it's it's important for a young goalie to have you know a vet in there to probably play half the season. You don't want to put a kid in there for you know 60, 70 games. I mean, you don't really see that much anymore. And if you do, you usually burn the hell out of them. Like, look at Brodeur was a freak. He's like one of the only goalies that I I think played like almost a full season. It's insane. Well, they played the trap too, so he wasn't really getting as much action as a typical you know goalie who's yeah, you know true, taking forty shots a he night. He had a very good defensive from very physical yeah. defense. Dan- Danico right. Stevens, all those guys. Uh, Niedermeyer was a good puck mover and all the excellent puck mover. Good, man. very good teams. But still, he still had to suit up and play those games and stop the puck. It's not easy. But I, I like I like the new the new way they're, they're they're you know they're signing a good backup, almost like a one B type of thing. The NHL is kind of they trend together, and they're finding two really good goalies, the good teams at least. You know, unless yeah. you're the Leafs, you just you got no choice. You have to sign probably two backup goalies just to keep it under the cap space and just pray that. You know, he he stops one more shot than the opposing team. But, uh, you know, like, look at Carolina. They they got Freddie Anderson, who can't stay healthy, but they got a good anti-Ranta who's having, you know, injuries. But they still have good goalies in the pipeline that can just kind of step up and uh, steal you some wins. And you you got Jonathan Quick right now playing behind Shesterkin. He's got, like, the best goals against average in the league right now. So that, right. And I think that was a great move for... The Rangers and Shesterkin. He's probably super happy that he's got a three-time Stanley Cup champion, you know, playing with him, and takes a lot of pressure off that kid. I, I mean, they had they were burning him out big time. Like, oh yeah, burning him out just just to get to the playoffs. They were a good team, but you, dude, they're battling. Last year, the the young Devils, man, they just they beat him. But the year before, Shesterkin was really really good. And then the year before that, he was good. And all the Rangers fans are, this guy's the best in the league. He's best in the league. Well, I mean, he's not winning anything yet. That's the problem. You got Vasilevsky, who's... Up. Well, that's partly on the players, though, too. Oh, yeah. But still, I mean, he's he, there. he wasn't himself in... He wasn't, like, seasoned Shesterkin in the playoffs. Right. Because he's burnt out. They're burning him out. And bringing in quick was a great move by uh, Chris Drury. Have you seen his helmet yet? Who? Jonathan Quicks. No, I haven't seen it. I I haven't yet to see a Rangers game this year. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't uh, watched. Uh, I look at the I look at the numbers though, and I see Quick at the top of shutouts, and I think goals against. He's at the top, which is crazy for a backup at his age too. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I'm looking at it right now. I'll I'll send you a, a link. But uh, I I was actually kind of expecting something better. I really liked his. I really liked his um his. What was it? The freaking the um, Kings one. Kings. Yeah, yeah. I really like the Kings one. Man, he was so good against the Hawks in that oh, the, the couple series we had against him. He was so good. I, I I almost went to all the games just watching that guy. He was like a freaking slinky, and I don't. Yeah. It was unbelievable. His back is going to be so shot by the time he's retired, and I think that's the yeah, way issues were movement. back and I think groins and he, unfortunately you need both of those for. When you're a flexible goalie like him, but very right. entertaining, man. He's one of the best American goalies of all time. Yeah. Um, b- um, look for the connection between Bedard and Korch. You know, we're, we we have been talking about him getting a winger, but Korch seems to be able to feed him the puck the way that he likes it, man. And, um, you know, keep an eye out on that, on that Korchinski 
uh, Connor Bedard connection going forward. Oh, yeah. And, and I even like Reichel with those guys. Reichel, yeah, Reichel, I think that in the, was it the game winning OT three on three? Was it Reichel, Bedard, and Korchinski, or was Kurashev out there? I forget. I thought I thought I saw Reichel, but for sure it was Bedard and Korchinski. I think you got to keep Seth Jones off the ice in OT because he is just yeah. too damn shaky. Uh, the possession game, I mean, you got to keep obviously Connor out there. Korchinski very smart. I I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed the little stupid things. That kid was going full speed into the um, Korchinski, full speed into the um, uh, sorry the Leafs zone. He turned around, brought it back, and re, you know, kind of changed the flow. That's what, what that. Darren Peng said. That's a great play by a young Korchinski. Said he he didn't sure. like what he saw. He, not a lot of people do that. Like the older guys, they don't do that, and that's that shows great confidence with the puck. I really like that with sure. him. Seth Jones used to be like that, but he's not. I almost feel like he's forcing it in. He's not confident enough to bring it back and turn it around. You need a guy like that on the ice, especially in OT. You win that first faceoff, you control possession, you can, you, you're going to win. And I think the Hawks had more time with the puck in OT, and that's I, I think that's why they won. More yeah. pressure, and, and that was a crazy goal, though. I mean, Connor fired that puck, it hits the glass and just bounces Comes perfectly back. right to Korchinski. He buries it. I loved it. Right. It was good of him to have that wherewithal to know he that the puck was going to be there. He was following that yeah. puck the whole way. That was awesome. And I yeah. don't know if you remember this, man, in the 90s, Peter Forsberg had a goal just like that in the playoffs. It, it literally hit the glass, and Forsberg followed it all the way down. It bounces right to him. He buries it. I was like, dude, that was just like that. I think it was against the Red Wings, the, the good playoff oh, really? battles they had. Yeah. It just it reminded me of that. It was just like a magic puck, you know? Just The Hawks were destined to win that game. The Hawks take on the Blues on Sunday. Well, that which by the time everybody is listening to this, it will be Monday. But uh, we're going to be watching that game. Um, the the Blues are ten and eight. They're kind of a middle of the pack team, and uh, I think that the Blackhawks are kind of trying to get into that middle of the pack area. Uh, Davidson probably wants them to lose so that we can get another good pick. But you know, you never know. Hopefully, Bedard um, scores a couple goals for us because I love watching that kid shoot. Uh, but the Leafs—they need to do something about their defense, dude. You, you, you said it. There is something going on there that that needs to change. And uh, you know, do you think like their defense has a has a? Per, I don't want to say like an identity. It seems like they don't have one. I I don't know, but yesterday. Nick Foligno was all over those guys. Pressure, they were coughing it up, lots of turnovers. And I think that's why Dickinson had so much time yesterday shooting the puck, and he was burying him. Obviously, he got the hat trick. He was burying him. Right. And Foligno made some very good plays, you know, just puck hounding these guys. He was on him, causing turnovers. I, I, I don't know, man. I think they need help because they have Morgan Riley. He's a solid defenseman. But he's kind of offensive-minded, in my opinion. Maybe maybe a two-way guy, but he's not a stay-at-home dude. And I know they brought that Klingberg in from, I think he's what, he was mostly famous for his Dallas days, but he's been on IR, and I think Muzzin, IR, Mark Giordano, he's 40 years old. I mean, he's not going to do much. I think he's yeah. chasing a cop, obviously, but I think he jumped on the wrong team. But, yeah, yeah I man. Think so too. They, they, I think they need. Again, the problem is they're so top heavy, and it's like if you spend more money in the in the offensive department, you're 
going to be lacking in the defensive and goaltending. And that's what the Leafs are right now. So they, Jake McCabe, we know what Jake McCabe is. He's solid defenseman. I don't think, I think he's on the Leafs would probably be a five, six defenseman. Like if say if Connor Murphy got shipped over there, I think he'd be, mm-hmm. you know, a five, six guy too. But yeah, man, if they're going for a cup and they're playing like that, they're going to get bounced in the first round easy against a very good, like say Boston, they're going to eat them alive. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of the um, Toronto Maple Leafs, I wanted to talk about Willie Nylander. He had a really nice shot that hit two posts and bounced out, didn't go in, thank goodness, because uh, we wouldn't have won. Um, But his point streak came to an end. His price tag keeps rising. Now, is this a guy who can be a number one star on a team, or is he more of like a second fiddle type of guy? Well, on the Leafs, he's a second fiddle guy. But I think on another team, he'd absolutely be the superstar. The way he's playing this year, he's on pace for over 100 points. I think last year, I think he scored 40 goals last year. So mm-hmm. anytime a guy puts 40 in, I think he's a superstar. The 50 guys are just elite superstars, you know, like Matthews and Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl type of guys like that, Nathan McKinnon. I guess you could call it like the two-tier superstar, top 10. Okay. Top 10. He's, he's in top 10 of points this year. He's very good. He's got a point. He had a point in every single game this season up until yesterday. The Hawks, you know, at least that, that was a positive. They stopped the, the Willie Nylander streak. <laughs> but uh, the show, <laughs> I mean, he looked good yesterday. I thought Willie Nylander was a factor in that shot. It was just very unlucky. Two posts. <laughs> and then they go back and score the other way. But I mean, the dude, he, he absolutely would be a superstar on any other team right now. He's got a cap hit of six point nine million. I'm looking. I'm thinking that he's going to want something in the eight to ten million range, minimum. I'm eight million minimum, ten maximum. If he goes to a team like Carolina, where he's would definitely be like the number one guy. I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah. Where he he would be the number one offensive talent there. I think it would you know, be a good fit, honestly, dude. That's actually a good. I, I pick. think it would. Yeah. He, I think it would too. I think that he would fit right in there, and but they would have. I think that they would have to pay him ten million, eight, between eight to ten million. Well, that owner over there, he wants to spend money now. I mean, they're they're spending some money. I mean, getting that trade for Burns was kind of a big deal for them. Getting a guy, a big name guy like that, and Sebastian Ajo, good player, good player. Not not a Willie Nylander type player though. So right. I mean, I I think with like what we were just talking about with the Leafs problems with defense. I mean, I would, if I'm the, if the contract talks aren't going well and you don't think you're going to keep them, I would move them and get a defensive asset, a young guy, young up and coming defenseman. And, you know, try to build from there, get some picks. Obviously you're probably going to get a first round pick for them, but who knows what the Leafs are thinking. Um, I know there's, there's three players. I'm looking at their cat, their their roster with their salaries right now. So Willie is six point nine his hit. You got Tyler Bertuzzi a five point five, and then you got Max Domi at three. So you got to figure eight million is going to be cleared up to spend next season because you got to think that six point nine with Willie Nylander is going to maybe double. Just let's just say double. So say they pay him twelve million. He could. He could get 12, he could get 10, but 
you only got eight million to spend, and you got some other UFA. You got some young guys. You gotta have to resign. You got some goalies. I think if there's, it's gonna be hard if there's for somebody that team. very hard. If, if there's somebody to compare him to with money, it's Marner because their numbers are similar. And Marner's making ten million, nine, yeah. and Marner, and and he's gonna want more money coming up too. Yeah, he's got two more years, I think, Mitch Marner. So you got to decide if you're going to keep Mitch or you're going to keep Willie. So I, I don't know. I think, I think I like Mitch a little bit better if I'm the Leafs and I'm going to try to trade for a young defenseman out there and, you know, get some picks, maybe some prospects. Or they're gonna play the we're gonna we're gonna take Willie to the final. We're going for it with Willie, and then he's gonna walk for free in the summer. That's the that's the scenario, I think. Yeah, um, cons- because Marner does have some defensive upside, which to be let's be honest, Nylander does not. I think that's what kind of separates the two of them, and I think that's yeah. why Marner's worth more because Marner will put up a hundred a hundred points, and he he'll play defense. Nealer Nealer on, on the other hand, he's um, a playoff guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a playoff guy. He scores, so I guess he scores when you need him to. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that I would. I think that I would. I would move Nealer for. A, a top defensive prospect and uh, a and player, some, maybe some, a current player, some draft capital. Yeah, I I think that Jeez. would that would be the smart thing to do. But with the Leafs going for it, I think I could see him keeping them and mm, move them now. Well, the stock is move high now, right now, so yeah, you're you're gonna get a good haul coming back. So I mean, I think I would do that. But, you know, he's a big part of the team. They love him there. Maybe they're going to hope, hey, let's get a one-year deal until we can figure this shit out. But I don't. I just don't see him figuring it out. They got too much money up front with now Matthews at 13, Tavares at 12 or whatever it is now is hit. It's just the goaltending is not good either. Yesterday, the goaltending was not good, and you played yeah. against the Blackhawks. And if you're going against the, you know, elite teams – like Boston, New Jersey, Tampa even, they're going to bury you. And that's what's going to happen to the Leafs, I think. I think they're going to be very disappointed because they're not going all the way this year. What about Vancouver, man, and Elias Patterson? Oh, man, this Patterson kid. Peterson. He, is a, he is a stud, dude. He Well, when they suck, you don't hear too much about them. You know, Vancouver's no. kind of like... Because <laughs> they were bad last year. They're really bad. They're having coaching problems, GM problems, all kinds of stuff. But, dude, he's he's got 27 points this season. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Willie Nylander. But he... Pedersen has... I think he's got 20 assists alone. I think seven-something goals, but still super impressive. He's He was leading the league in points. I, it, it's been crazy. Kucherov's been taking the lead, and then the Canucks play, and then these Canucks guys take the lead. Quinn Hughes is up there, teammate of Pedersen. Uh, so, if anybody's winning the 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 Norris Trophy, it's going to oh be Quinn God, Hughes. Quinn Hughes is a, a freaking monster. If he keeps it up, dude, he's, he's up, I think, seven points from the next guy, and I think the next guy's McCarr, and he's a, he's an elite defenseman. So Another stud. Quinn Hughes is absolutely, he's got a, if they keep it going and he stays healthy, he's my Norris pick, too. But back to Pedersen, yeah. He's making $7 million right now, I believe. Um, I could see him getting another maybe $2, $3 million raise. And when every, I mean, when they're winning, they're at the top. I mean, all their, 
their main guys are top 10 in points. He's going to get paid, and he's a fan favorite there. I think I think he wants to stay there. I think both parties are happy with each other right now, and I think it's an easy decision. to He'll stay, and he'll get what he wants probably too. Do you think that uh, how much how much do you think that he's going to command? I think he I could see him getting maybe nine ten million. I don't think Vancouver's been famous for you know the crazy contracts, but he's probably one of the best guys you got to think since the Sedins. You know, yeah, maybe offensively at least. You know, Ryan Kessler days. He's one of the best guys to up and coming. You got JT Miller who's kind of been bouncing around a little bit, and he's kind of. Got comfortable in Vancouver. He's good. Obviously, Quinn Hughes is good. Uh, Brock Besser having an, a good season, too. He's at the top 10. Yeah, he is. So it, it's working right now. And, I mean, keep the kid happy. He's elite. I'd lock him up for another eight years, and you got nothing to worry about because he's a, he's a top-line center for sure. Well, hey, man. What else do you got? Man, it's just been... Uh, been kind of boring. I, I the scheduling is getting a little bit better in my opinion. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just not not too many storylines. I, I think the Corey Perry thing really blew up, and it's kind of the hot talk in hockey right now. And it sucks yeah. that you know they're they're a lot of people are probably saying, oh, it's Chicago. They're they're famous for doing all this crap and stuff. It sucks for the Hawks, but I th- I think they're playing it cautious. They're doing the right thing, and you know the. the I think they learned a lot with the whole beach stuff. So they're, they're, you know, playing it safe. And I don't know about you, but uh, I've heard some more Caner rumors that he's ruled out that he's not signing West. I think he wants okay. to play East. And Buffalo was on the Caner destination list. But I think since they're kind of slid down in the rosters a little bit, kind of sucking. I don't think he's going to end up there. They're, they're really saying the Panthers are really, really pushing right now. So it'd be kind of weird, man, to see him in a Florida Panthers jersey. But pretty interesting <laughs> to see him playing with Matthew Kachuk. I think that would be pretty cool. Hey, man, we're practically down two veterans right now that we needed for uh, Bedard. I would love I'm just it, man, saying, but I just, I'm just throwing that's, it that's out there, Kyle, man. man. That's, that's Davidson. I don't think he wants anything to do with that old stuff. And and I think Kaner's kind of moved on, too. But it would be pretty cool. And I did hear that he could settle for a one-year deal worth around $1 to $2.5 million. But he <laughs> wants some incentives tied in. That's what, okay. that's what Dave Pagnotta was saying from the fourth period. Which is kind of cool. Like, hey, if I if I hit so many points, blah blah blah, you're giving me an extra three three million or whatever. But yeah, the dude's got cash. You know, he's got cash. To, oh yeah, he's got cash to blow. So I don't think he he should be going crazy with that stuff. But I think I think it's gonna be Florida. I hate to say it. I I, I Detroit's probably still in the mix. But the the guys on Sirius Radio say that he's not going west. But you know, Dallas has been pushing it. I know he's got a little connection going on with uh, Sagan. They played uh, in Europe during the lockout days, and I guess they, they really hit it off, good friendship and stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. It, it's kind of like uh, kind of like the story on the back right now. Where's Kane going to sign? And So, I, it'd, be, it'd be weird to see him in a Panthers jersey, that's for sure. It was weird to see him in a Rangers jersey. I, it was a little tough for me to see that. 
Very tough for me. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when the Blackhawks were in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2010, Kaner had his mullet, and um, oh, he did Sagan, mullet, playoff mullet. Hall, yeah. S- 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 Sagan Hall, and it might have been Evander Kane, maybe where um, they were going to be drafted, and they were you know visiting kind of like the Blackhawks after the after the game, or it might have been before the game. But Kaner yeah. walked in with this flow, and he was like, "Hey," he said, "What what's up to him?" You know, and they were talked to him for a little bit, and he walked away. And they were just like, man, look at that dude's flow. Dude's a beauty. Yeah, he's a beauty. I think, yeah, man. Uh, what a freaking, you know, Showtime 100%, man. You know, and um, I just well, wanted to bring you know that what? up. I had a buddy of mine that. text me about with Hall and Perry out now. He goes, why not Phil Kessel? That's what he said. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. Why not? And he could he shoots. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He loves hot dogs. Chicago's got good hot dogs. Yep. Bring in Phil the Thrill. Let that Iron Man streak keep going once he starts because he's he hasn't been scratched. He's he's been pretty healthy. Pretty crazy yeah. actually. He just does not <laughs> doesn't look like the the average hockey player Jack. You know, <laughs> he just looks like a dude that works at. You know, like staples, you know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it would be pretty cool. We, we do, it never hurts to have veteran leadership, Stanley Cup winners in that locker room. And, Absolutely. you know, why not? If it's a long term thing with Perry, and obviously it's a long term thing with Hall, look at that free agent list. It might help. He just, he just wants to show up and play, man. He just wants to lace them up. Give him a hot dog incentive deal. Like, hey, you're you're good. You go here. <laughs> you got free hot dogs. Free hot dogs on the Blackhawks here. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. This is all that we got for you this week. Um, Thanksgiving is over. It is Christmas season. So happy holidays to everybody. Uh, I'm I'm in the Christmas spirit, dude. I love Christmas. Uh, I love hockey during this Christmas time, man. You know, it's it's like hockey is a part of Bill like Christmas, Christmas for me present. in a way. <laughs> Caner Christmas oh, present. God. That's what I want, man. Spoiled I'm bread. just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm putting it out there, man. Because if I put it out there, you know, into the ether, you know. Um, Davidson's going to hear it. He's going to see it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. You know? So we'll catch you on the next one, everybody. Take it easy. This is the Tomahawk and we're out of here.